below the dot podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi the next generation every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi black hole I am one of your hosts Terry McGregor I am your other host Chris Sharp and I'm also being joined by grandmommy in the rocking chair this week (laughs) it's a callback to last episode uh, that we recorded Um, today we are here with grandmommy (laughs) recapping season two episode 18 titled dressed in black She's gonna come for me. Dressed in black. Oh my god! That's today's episode. I I thought you saw something behind me, and I was gonna be like, "Oh my god, what was it?" Okay, for our listeners, I'm sitting in this room, and I feel a breeze coming from my left side in an area where there is no vent in my home. The AC is not on, and so obviously, Grandmommy's here to make sure that I don't talk shit this week. So just let you know that she's here. Um, I'm going to stay within my lines of the episode. And that's that's that on that, okay? I'm just stuck on the fact that today's episode is dressed in black. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this is the part where we get into some trivia for Terry. And hopefully no one else answers the question that you ask. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, so uh, Terry and Grandmommy... Do you remember, why can't Dr. Sally come to the sexual health education talk? I don't know if they said what she was doing, but did they say she was like in China? Like she was traveling? Yes, that's exactly what they said. They always said, well, she's in China and she can't come. Okay. What an excuse. That's an interesting one. Right. You know, we could, anyway, whatever. (laughs) Next question. What type of condoms does Toby buy? I remember them bringing up ribbed condoms, but those are the like the only type that I remember. Or extra large, extra, extra large. <laughs> I, I do talk about that at some point in time, but no, um, they were glow-in-the-dark condoms. Oh, duh. Yeah, well, they did definitely buy some ribbed ones, too, so we had a variety. They did, they did. and if, I think I actually have a line where he says, JT, you do not need extra large condoms, which is funny because if you know you know and if you don't know you're gonna mm-hmm. find out that it's like and it feels weird don't want to speak of this underage child's penis but i'm just trying to uh, but there is a plot line about this issue in a later season that's that on that yeah it's funny you bring that up because this is the part we would normally get into terry's tidbits i don't have many today but one that i do have is the fact that there's a lot of foreshadowing in this episode yeah so, so much so we much. see it so many times but the one that i want to bring up because the degrassi fandom wiki like pretty much made it clear that i was right um is that craig is like channeling his dad when he's doing this skit with ashley um mm. So he's like, apparently the funny. wiki said that he's dressed like him. But not funny, ha ha. Mm-hmm. Funny child abuse. 
funny child abuse. So there's you that. But I'm really fitting in. Right? <laughs> I felt that when I was watching it. We'll get in, I'll touch on it when we get to that part of the notes that I have. But I just remember being like, mm, he seems a little triggered by this. And it's literally because he was channeling his dad in that scene. And I know. And, and you know, I'm just saying that I learned from Jeanette McCurdy's book, which I don't know if I said that I read on the podcast, but I did read it. And she said that she was really good at crying on command, as you know. And she mm-hmm. basically said that she channeled like her childhood experiences. So it's interesting that Craig's acting channeled his childhood experience. And that's what Jeanette McCurdy used to cry on cue and like act out really intense scenes that other people wouldn't be able to. Because she's like, yeah, that's what I saw my mama doing. So I just was like, act like mommy. Right. She's so, like the trauma is there, which is horrible. But yeah, yes. it's very fitting for Craig's character. And there's a lot of other like foreshadowing in this episode. We already brought up one instance and there'll be lots more as we discuss. Oh. All right. So I guess we can get ahead and get started on our recap. So in our opening scene, actually, my recap is going to start with her song. Insert Ashley's song. <laughs> Ashley is singing a dramatic song on a piano in a dark room with candles lit and Jimmy looks like he is seriously questioning his life choices like I think I posted something a while ago just you zoom in on his face and he's like absolutely not because it's like one thing Ashley can do and I'll always give her a pop story she could write a song so like Mm -hmm. it's a good song but this candle lit bedroom is excessive like where are your parents (laughs) that is the part I didn't understand I don't think we needed candles no, and a million of them at that to like convey the message is wild. So after the intro, we get up close and personal with Ashley, who's applying more dark eyeliner to her look. Ashley is and is very dark and goth now. Oh damn, I gotta sneeze. All right, she's in her dark and goth phase, but it actually, in my opinion, I think this look looks a lot better on her than like the ice blue shadow. Mm-hmm. I also I also think like that her hairstyle is better than last season as well. I just think that she had such like, I don't know, a mom haircut, you know, she, she had that goody girl hairstyle and she looked like she was looking way too old. We remember that I think the opening scene she, or one of the opening episodes, she had um, rollers in her hair and she was just doing mm-hmm. too much and trying to look too old. And this edgier look, I think suits her a lot better. I think so, too. I think the haircut actually is really fitting. And I said it before. She has a better lineup than Drake does in this uh, series. So Don't do him like that. Um, Yeah, I think she looks good, too. I think the only thing that I made a note for it somewhere in here is, like, the raccoon eyes is a bit much. But go off, girl. But, I mean, that's what Avril was doing at the same time, was she not? True. I follow Avril, random Avril Lavigne's uh, makeup artist for like her tour and she did like a makeup kit thing and just like all the black eyeshadows and all the dark eyeliners were like in her kit for the show. So wow. it's very Avril have, Lavigne. I should have used that when I did my makeup for that TikTok, which has not <laughs> dropped yet. I can't wait. Um, so at the begin, so it's they're at school and Jimmy asks Ashley to sign his yearbook. This is very relevant for later. And Ashley takes one look at the yearbook and she criticizes her appearance and her clothes last year. But at the same time, Sully and friends walk by to mock Jimmy about Ashley's appearance by calling her a freak show. Careful, Jimmy. Although it is nice of you to date the creepy chicks, leave the hot ones for us. I didn't understand this insult. Right? Why is he leaving the hot ones? Like, is Jimmy competition for that? Like, where? what's going on here? And, like, it, this is the, his first appearance also. But also, like, why did y'all throw him in like that? You know what I mean? Like, who 
who cares about what he has going on? So fun th- funny thing you said that it isn't his first appearance. Really? No. Do you remember who Spinner tried to sell? Is it? Has Spinner? Or just have I gotten ahead? I just think you're always ahead, child. Yeah, well, <laughs> season three already in the recaps. And I wouldn't recognize him otherwise, so maybe. It might. It actually might be. He, he has an interaction with Spinner over something that pisses Jimmy off. In an episode, let me go see. I think it might it's be few, future. He definitely does it us. at the. He definitely does it at the end of the episode. It would make sense though, because if this is the rival, rivalry, oh, they're yeah, building. Okay. So yes, just an FYI, we'll see him again next episode. My okay. house is just ahead. Okay, my bad. So y'all. we're <laughs> as always, but we're building on this character rivalry or issue with Jimmy. But I remember I when I watched this episode two weeks ago, I texted you and I was mad because Jimmy didn't have the same energy for Sully as he did for Sean. Mm, no, not at all. Like, had Sean walked by and said that comment, he would have literally pushed him up against a locker or punched him in the face. Like, he didn't do right. enough to Sully for me. And that would, that is the, I feel like that is a red flag for Ashley. She's visibly uncomfortable. And I think she starts clocking it from there. But that would have definitely pissed me off. Because not that you're letting right. this kid make fun of me and, like, your best comeback is what? Like, it wasn't even good. Right. Yeah. And I feel like part of the reason he he didn't do so much is because, yeah, he's insecure about how Ashley looks. He doesn't like her appearance. He's not a big fan of it. A lot of people apparently aren't, even though, you know, we are. But anyway. Yeah. So their their words clearly impacted how Jimmy feels about, you could tell by looking at his face and his words of encouragement. It's like, you're pretty on the inside. And it's just like, damn, so ugly. I literally would have been like, all right, bet. It's been great knowing you. We're done. Because excuse me? <laughs> like, damn. But uh, anyway, so... For our plot B, as we've discussed, JT is hyping Toby up for the sex talk from Dr. Sally, or so he thinks. We have, we actually have talked about this storyline in early episodes because we talked about how like Spinner is kind of a mad hypocrite when we think about his experience with the sex talk from Dr. Sally and his influence mm. on JT. Yes. Oh my God, I right. lost over it this time, but we did talk about this before. Mm-hmm. But uh, so poor Mr. Armstrong has been tasked... <laughs> job of teaching sex ed because dr sally is in china jt is not happy about this but i don't understand why he would prefer why he we'd prefer like dr sally to mr armstrong it's just like what is it about dr sally that you want to hear from her so badly on i don't i don't understand i think it's literally just because you mentioned this too right like she used to be on television too so i feel like like the only yeah. connection that he has is like she has a sex television show and for like a what 12 year old 13 year old boy you probably like watched it sneak like sneakily and they're like oh i get to see this person in real life <laughs> but you see like so her name on the show is dr sally but her name irl is like sue johansson is it not oh i think it is because you mentioned that when we did the first episode with her in it maybe she's just literally degrassi like royalty like everyone talks yeah. about her talk so i think he was really looking forward to it okay i guess i'll give that to them but yeah so he's super excited and he's upset that dr or mr armstrong is doing it um and part of the instruction involves passing around an open <laughs> condom which feels really unnecessary to an instructional purpose but here we are what's what's abstinence if you know, you know. And if you don't know, mm. Manny is absolutely 
absolutely gonna find out. I just found that clip really funny. Anyway, Another foreshadow. J- right. Anyway, JT <laughs> flings a condom and it lands on Mr. Armstrong's back, and he just doesn't get paid enough for this. Look, because that's also why I feel bad for the fact that Dr. Sally wasn't there. Because these kids, as we know, foreshadowing, these kids need help. Like, this is why all these kids were fucked in the future because they didn't have Dr. Sally and they had overworked Mr. Armstrong, who was literally just like, This is a condom, use it or die. I mean, look at the two people who was most vocal during this, this right? Time, just saying, right? So, there's that. And there's one point where Toby says he was confused after the fact. So somebody needs to send these children real help. And we know that they don't. (laughs) Where are we at right now? We're going to go back to plot A. Miss Kwan's class is still learning about Shakespeare. (laughs) I just want to say that we're still learning about Shakespeare in Miss Kwan's class in season three as well. Consistent. I've had had enough. Uh, Taming of the Shrew is what is the subject that they are on right now. And she splits the students into pairs and they're being asked to act out the script. Ashley ends up with Craig. Jimmy is paired with Hazel. Hmm. Hmm. Craig and Ashley find themselves on the same wavelength. Like they both find Taming of the Shrew terribly unfunny and sexist. So they agree to demonstrate how much they basically abhor this, um, this play and the sexism as part of their performance. Later that day, Jimmy and Hazel are having a good time practicing their performance. Ashley and Jimmy are catching up, and she tells him to burn that old picture of her in his locker. (laughs) Burn it. What? Did I say stand there and look stupid? No, I said burn it. Anyway, they're having craft dinner, which is apparently how the Canadians say it. I didn't even recognize it until I heard it just now that they call it craft dinner, but we call it e- like craft macaroni and cheese. Easy Mac, right? Well, there's Easy Mac, but there's there, no craft dinner is like the literal box, the craft macaroni and cheese. Oh. Right. And that's how they reference it. Um, and apparently it's a thing. And I, I, I've heard it tastes different. Probably. Really? Yeah, no, definitely. They've been letting food organizations poison us in this country, so. <laughs> Honestly, easily. Um, so anyway, so they're having craft dinner and something else, like simple, I think it was burgers or something, and Jimmy's invited. This is what Spike should have cooked for Sean. Just want to mm-hmm. throw that out there. Okay. Toby is worried about sex and condoms, and he's wondering when he should buy them. So T- JT's like, we should go buy them now. Just like Spinner convinced Jimmy. Interesting. Hmm. Funny. I will say that he's not exactly pressuring Toby to have sex, but he's like, you need to be ready. Like, you've got to be ready. And so Toby and JT are at the store to buy condoms and... JT, you do not need extra large. Again, it's funny because he ends up being correct. The two begin fighting with mobility support equipment in the store, which only proves that they are too immature to be purchasing condoms (laughs) in the hopes of having sex, but whatever. JT hits on the cashier, and neither her nor the employee behind them is impressed by his attempt. Oh, hey, girl. Mm-hmm. It is dinner at the Isaacs Kerwin household, and they're having burgers and fries. Ashley brings up and craft dinner. Was there craft dinner in there? There was. I, I saw it. I remember okay. seeing it. Ashley brings up the subject of the sex talk for the eighth graders, and it comes to her attention that Jimmy is anti-condoms, whereas she is pro-condoms. You see... <laughs> I mean, I guess you can't be right all the time. So I guess this is one of the subjects where Jimmy just needs to shut his mouth. But anyway, 
And actually, he tries to shut his mouth. He tries. Yeah. He tried to just keep his thoughts to himself. And Ashley was like, you don't have an opinion. I need you to talk. Like, come on, stand up for your right, whatever. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And then he eventually, he's like, he, he admits it. Having condoms encourages kids to have sex, which is not the impact that it had on his life last year. So it doesn't really add up. But since when it right. made sense. Yeah, that was, I definitely could see how Ashley was just like, at any point will you speak up? Because you don't speak up when someone is talking shit in my face. And like, when I'm talking or having a conversation with my parents, like you can't even have an opinion, even if it differs. Because she said it, she doesn't care that it's a different opinion. It's just like, why does it take so much for you to actually speak up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's not wrong. Um, Back to plot B. And I'm just like, this episode is way longer than it needs to be, which is probably my <laughs> note in there. Toby put the, puts the condoms into his locker or JT's locker. I don't remember. Something Jake and basically this doesn't end up well because Spinner knocks JT into a locker, which causes the condoms to fall out. Then Spinner, like what ends up happening in JT is like, those aren't mine. And they're like, oh my God, are they, they Toby's? And Spinner looks at JT and he's like, they're Toby's. And then he's like, oh my God, Toby got <laughs> condoms to use with my sister Kendra. So he's like, absolutely not. This is not going to happen. You know, having sex with my sister. So he spends the rest of the day worrying more about Toby than he does his own schoolwork as usual. Mm. Kendra ends up finding Toby and putting him in his place because she is perfectly capable of defending herself and she did not need her older brother to do it for her. As she has also proven before. I literally made that note. I enjoy that her character is always going to advocate for herself. It sucks that it always is like after the fact of Spinner, but she would do it without him. So I wish he would like stop. Right. She has enough sense to advocate for herself and stand up for herself because that's her brother. So I'm sure she's used to it at this point. Right. She does not need you, child. But anyway, no. back to our A plot. Ashley's trying to take a selfie for Jimmy and Craig ends <laughs> up taking it for her. She gives Jimmy the new picture and when he doesn't immediately take down the old picture to replace it, she's noticeably upset. She presses Jimmy to know which picture does he like more, only to find out that he likes the old picture better. This influences Ashley to wear like a muted makeup look the next day for school. And I was wondering if the actress that plays her was wearing a wig because it looked very Tyler Perry movie-ish. But Well, you, you actually look alive. Everyone is kind of looking at Ashley and like, wow, oh my God, your look is so different. I didn't think it was really that dramatic of a switch, but Ellie says that Ashley appears tamed, which was was intentional, I'm sure. Ashley is hanging out with Terry and Paige because not only did she tame her look, but I guess she went back to her little original. I don't know. I don't know. She right. made some interesting decisions. And But Paige tells her that the goth look was working for her. And I really like that Paige said this because, first of all, it was true. Mm-hmm. And just second of all, you know, I mean... I, I don't even know if she actually said, like, you know, it's not my opinion that matters. It's really how you feel. I don't think she said that. But that's mm-hmm. ultimately the truth. Who cares yeah. what everyone else thinks? Who cares what your man thinks? You know, if that's... you don't like it, you could get on. Yeah, that's literally the thing. Because you could tell she was really uncomfortable in her non-goth clothes. And everyone's pointing it out. But she couldn't or wouldn't admit the fact that she was doing it because of Jimmy. Because if she did, I feel like, or I hoped that people would be like, well, who the... F cares about what he has to say about it. Like, exactly. That shouldn't matter. And I feel like that's a good point. Paige was getting at that without actually even admitting that she was doing it for somebody else because that's what she was. Meanwhile, you have Craig over here willing to 
photograph her and tell her she looks so good and like just willing to pretty much play rebound and will enjoy Ashley in all of her goth glory. And then you have exactly. Jimmy over here trying to change her, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Where am I? All right. So Spinner catches Toby. Because if I was going to have sex with Kendra, which I'm not, I'd want to take care of her. I'm so honestly, I can't blame Toby for being responsible. Either way, Spinner finds out that JT was behind this. And so he goes after him and instead, instead, and Spinner ends up wrapping JT up in a bunch of glow-in-the-dark condoms and everyone laughs. Ha ha. Oh my God. It's so amazing. Great plot. <laughs> it's a human glow warm. It was so stupid. Anyway, <laughs> episode or episode close and A plot. Hazel and Jimmy put on their performance and it's bubbly and it kind of brushes over the fact that Kate was definitely being abused. Like, I don't know. I don't understand how Hazel and, or how Ashley and Toby, I don't even know who's names. <laughs> Ashley and Craig were the only two who really picked up on this nuance, but whatever. The Hazel and Jimmy performance was exactly like the opposite of Ashley and Craig's super dark performance. It was dark and it demonstrated that Kate was abused. And Ashley realizes that she and Craig, God, whose names was I writing in this? She and Jimmy (laughs) are so different. They're too different to stay together. So she has finally signed Jimmy's yearbook. And this asshole broke up with him via his yearbook. Girl, he is always going to see that for the rest of his life. It's disrespect. Wasn't that it was last year's yearbook. So it was also the year that they actually broke up. So it was like full circle for her to break up with him again. for you to break up with him twice in the same yearbook or year. Whatever. We cling to one another. Storm raging around. My head slips under the water. You can't hear me cry. So I let go. Drift away. Leave your comfort behind. Save us. Love always, Ashley. Ashley slowly backs away from Jimmy while crying. He's gotten the message. The end. (laughs) Not the end. I hate that with this breakup there was so much left unsaid because neither of them would like directly address what it really was like Ashley gave him a poem that's fine but I really wish he would have just been like look dude like no because you're not gonna tell me how to look how to dress like that's very last that's very last year like that's not me anymore at the same time Jimmy never he didn't tell her how to look how to dress he was minding in his business. She pushed for it and she got an answer she didn't like. And he was allowed to be like, I'm not really a fan of it because she pushed it. Like, what was he supposed to have said? Should he have yeah. lied and been like, I think you're beautiful no matter? Like, he doesn't. He doesn't like the look, but he wasn't going to say anything about it. And he wasn't going to ask her to change. In fact, he didn't ask her to change. Yeah, that's true. Who else does that? Because we've definitely talked about how there are just, I think in Degrassi in general, there are just all these random expectations that the characters will put on themselves and like never really discuss like where that comes from. So it'll mm-hmm. just be like, I assume that this is how this person feels. So I'm going to act accordingly. I think it's Ashley Emma, that does that. Emma honestly, Emma. Sean. Yes. Literally stuff like that. So it's just like, Sean, it's about our date or about tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why I get it. Cause they're young. So like, I get why, but it's just like, if you were going to break up with him, at least have the conversation then for what was bothering you. Because you might have actually not broken up then because he could have just clarified. You know what I mean? Right. But I did like, I 
at this point in time, I like her with Craig, even though I have mm-hmm. some criticisms about how she responded in the season finale for this season. Um, I think Craig had some valid points, but I do kind of like them together. I also do believe that she plays a very big savior role mm-hmm. in her relationship with Craig, which is kind of eye roll. But, you know, I think she was very helpful for him at that time. Yeah, it seems like their chemistry, too, just as friends, whether she notices it or not, is nice. Because I think we see we saw it previously where she, she was like trying to get him to sign that petition. And that's when that whole Manny thing happened. So mm-hmm. I think like they were really leading up to having them in like a decent relationship, which is nice. And I mean, again, they were paired up. This is a spoiler, but they were paired up with their future partners. So, again, yeah. lots of foreshadowing in this. And I think it shows that this might be why these things worked, right? Because Craig likes Ashley the way she is and that's how he knows her. And like, I don't really know what Jimmy and Hazel's thing is ever, but they seem happy. (laughs) They're surface level black characters who... Well, I know that for sure. Who are a little bit superficial. So you stick them together and you've got a perfect pairing, even though you really don't know much about either one of them. No. Yeah, they really are just like a couple because... They are the black characters. That's where mm-hmm. that goes. But yeah, so lots of foreshadowing. Yeah. So my moral, I said, um, don't try to change anyone. Yeah. Mind your business. Yeah, that was my thing. I think. What did I say? I said, don't let people because I was very like against Jimmy in this episode, even though you're right, because he didn't really say any of these things. But I just said, don't let people who claim they love you try to change you. So like Jimmy with Ashley, but also JT, like trying to pressure Toby into something he's definitely not ready for. But I think the only note that I didn't mention that I thought about too was like with Jimmy possibly wanting or like yearning for like the old relationship he had with Ashley, like you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Because that Ashley is the Ashley that took ecstasy and kissed Sean. So right. you don't want that back. You just want how she looked back from what Degrassi's right. writers are trying to tell us. But you can't have those things, you know? And she wasn't happy the way she was. You know, she was right. happy until she wasn't. And she realized, you know, she realized she wanted more. And she finally got it. She didn't want to be that goody-goody kid anymore. And so she finally got to a place where she feels a little bit more comfortable in her skin. So she's not doing things that are as impulsive, such as just mm-hmm. randomly looking up with Sean. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying. He wanted to look back, but not the lack of self-esteem. You know, she had those fake friendships. She wasn't as honest in her friendships. Now she has true friends. You know, she even has a better relationship with Paige and Terry. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, she's got interests under her belt, such as she's this consistent environmentalism club. And like, I don't know if that's come into play yet, but she kind of pairs up in the background with Emma on a lot of things. Yeah. So you see the kind of issues that she finds to be very important, which again is why they, they played Manny by having her ask if GM meant good. It's just like, girl, you know, she knows what that means. And I'm still mad about that. Yeah. We know who her best friend is, who she literally was what trying to watch that turtle documentary with on the first episode. Like, right. don't lie. Yeah. Definitely. Any yeah. other questions, comments, or concerns? Um, nope. That is all I have today. Hmm, that's amazing. So, where am I going to do? Oh, I'll do our next on Degrassi. What? Oh, I had a predictions. <laughs> we already talked about it. Buddy romances <laughs> between Ashley and Craig? Question mark. 
Next on Degrassi. Mr. Radich's dismissal of Emma's protest against genetically modified foods in the cafeteria inadvertently leads to a food fight. Given the chance to apologize, she stands firm and finds herself suspended. Meanwhile, Spinner is frustrated when he can't afford to do what Jimmy does, but buy whatever he wants. His method of getting the money to do so causes Jimmy to end their friendship. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week. Whatever it takes. Now we're talking about the way it's gone.